the best of the week on Relevant Radio. There's been quite the controversy on the line over the last couple of days. If you have followed this account, Ballerina Farms, over the years, many people have. I know a lot of women love the Ballerina Farm account. If you don't know who I'm talking about, I'm talking about Hannah from Ballerina Farm. She was a Juilliard ballerina. She was actually, you may know her for being crowned Miss, Mrs. American last year for 2023. She has a story of living in the city and her and her husband and her kids turned ranchers they have a huge compilation of businesses things they sell from meats to flowers and she just welcomed the eighth child into her family just two weeks ago and she is facing some pretty serious flack right now you may have heard her in the news for people pointing at her for her pro-life beliefs after she won the Mrs. American competition earlier last year. Uh, That's a whole topic in and of itself because she is Mormon. And if you dive into Mormonism at all, Mormonism has a very odd position as to why they're pro-life, having to do with their lineage and reuniting all the members of their family. It doesn't have to do with an ethical viewpoint, at least from a religious perspective. Now, that doesn't mean that Hannah from Ballerina Farms isn't pro-life for the right reasons in honoring the life of the child and the health of the mother, and for that being her reason of thinking that abortion is unthinkable. But kind of setting that part of it aside, uh, that might be how you know Hannah from Ballerina Farms. But here's the latest controversy. And there were a lot of things that went on for a little bit of background a couple years ago now. Um, She and her husband faced a lot of scrutiny because people believed that Hannah and her husband from Ballerina Farms really kind of bootlegged it. They started from the ground up, turned into, I think, what a lot of people think is very picturesque today of homesteading, and then you start selling off of your land, and then you have this thriving family life where your kids are with you every day, and maybe you're doing the homeschooling. Uh, There's, I think, this very picturesque love and desire for many people of what Ballerina Farms stands for what she's doing, the beautiful family. You see photos of her making sourdough bread or various cheeses and all these homemade waffles, beautifully remodeling her home as she has eight children. And much of her story characterizes her and her kids with her and this family life that is very beautiful. And Part of the criticism from last year was that people found out that her husband actually comes from quite a bit of wealth and that they had that funding to kickstart all of their homesteading to businesses and rancher work that they're doing now. And people thought it was inauthentic. They weren't honest uh, for not having shared the financial background of he and his family. That's another topic for another day, but I do think it serves as a little bit of the background to this controversy because here now what's happening is this week, Mrs. American Hannah, also known as Ballerina Farms, is competing in the Mrs. World pageant. Now, she won the 2023 Mrs. American pageant last year. Mrs. American, along with Mrs. World, are pageants for women who are married and in the thick of family life. Now, why she's facing controversy is because she's competing this month in the Mrs. World pageant while being two weeks postpartum. She literally just had a baby. And people were criticizing already that she was pregnant and 
working out still and that she was going through dress fittings and doing polar plunges. And then she has the baby and she posted a couple days ago a compilation of photos of what the last couple of days have been while she's both postpartum and has traveled with her newborn baby to compete in the Mrs. World pageant. She shows herself all done up in makeup at the competition and rehearsals and dress fittings. Uh, There have been conversations about her fitness routine right after having a baby, and she is being hammered online. That one post has, I think, close to 5,000 comments on it. And people are upset. They're criticized for her not modeling realistic expectations for herself and others, that she needs rest. What about the baby's immunity? What about the other children adapting to the new life? Uh, She has eight children. Other people are arguing, hey, even if she it did stay home and recover. She has eight kids. She wouldn't be able to rest. She'd continue to go running at a thousand miles per hour. Other people say, oh, she just has money, so she's privileged. And this is why she can have a great pregnancy and look fantastic as if she didn't have a baby right after having a baby. As you can tell, there's a lot of opinion, and I would argue a lot of shaming and mom shaming, a lot of criticism, a lot of praise, too, for and rich shaming as well, it's correct, uh, for the life that she is living and how she is recovering and going about postpartum. The the comments go on, and I think there are a lot of takes that we can take on it, and I, I do want to touch on some of this because a writer for EV Magazine, uh, Gina Florio, said, shouldn't there come a time when a child comes first and a mother has to temporarily postpone her ambitions in order to prioritize a newborn? And I totally get what she's saying. I don't know that we can level this criticism per se at Hannah from Ballerina Farms. And a full caveat so that you don't think I'm biased. I actually haven't fo- followed Ballerina Farms up until a couple months ago. And I don't even look at my Instagram. So I've seen it on occasion when people show her posts because people adore Hannah from Ballerina Farms. So there are some people who are coming up in, in visceral defense against this criticism. And... I think that it comes back into this whole idea that on one side we could discuss some people recover really well after having a baby. For example, Hannah from Ballerina Farms is an athlete. She has an athletic background. She was an incredibly well-trained ballerina. She's competed at very high levels when it's come to uh, pageant and performance. And the facts are that a lot of athletes can recover incredibly well and very quickly and even drop down to seemingly their same size prior to having uh, been pregnant. And that's great. They can do that. Other people can't. And in asking some opinions of people, I think that the bigger picture here isn't actually about recovering in postpartum or unrealistic expectations for women or how you should and shouldn't navigate where you go with a newborn baby. All of those are conversations that can and should be had, and I think this is a great opportunity to have them. But when I look at this story and the visceral reactions, I kind of had this reaction of, You know, I remember saying this to a friend in college, and she, to this day, always reminds me that I said it. Sometimes just haters are going to hate. And there's a legitimacy to that. 
this isn't actually about Hannah. It's not about Valerina Farms. It's not about her family. It's not about the fact that she really has money and people thought she didn't. And she went from city life to homestead to this huge, massive number of businesses where they're selling and doing that homesteading life that a lot of people want to do. It's not even about modeling healthy postpartum recovery. This is about self-comparison and our own happiness. The bottom line is we can't control what is online or how one woman versus another woman recoups from having a baby. If someone's comfortable with taking their baby out right after having the child or if they're not, we can't navigate any of these things. We can't decide that for other people. Happiness is thwarted when we live a life of comparison. And I think that this is what is my major takeaway with this story. We will never measure up when we compare ourselves to someone else. Either we pridefully might think about how much better we are, or we might leave ourselves in misery about how we don't measure up, never could, or we envy and desire and try to chase after what that other person has. Sometimes we'll never measure up by our own standards or those of the world that we give ourselves. Maybe from the ways of the world, a spouse, a parent, or a boss. I think this controversy is a great way to talk about things such as postpartum, birth, you name it. I mean, Hannah from Ballerina Farms is super crunchy. I love it. It's great. Not a fan of um, showing too many things. I was actually really laughing when I was asking online. I got a bunch of responses from people and what they thought about Ballerina Farms. And my mom's response was, just don't show me how you made your baby and how you feed your baby because she shows too much online. Not saying that she shows all of that, but too much of it. And so here's the deal. Those are great conversations we can have. But we need to be able to do it as a conversation versus shaming. Because as human beings, we do learn from observing from others and discussing. But there's a huge difference between observation and discussion versus envy, jealousy, gossip, and shaming. And we can do it whether in our own dialogue, interior dialogue, as we're going through social media, or in the conversations we have with other people about other people. Shaming, hating others, jealousy, envy, and pride are all, I think, a huge part of the social media culture we live in. If Ballerina Farms or any other person's successes online, their tone in which they share things, their photos, videos, impacts us so negatively that we have such cruel things to say, Maybe it's a good sign that we should stop following that person because it's not good for, I hate this word, but I'll throw it out there, our, quote, mental health. And I'll set those words aside because I think they're quite annoying at a certain point. It's not good for our interior dialogue. It's not good for our sense of well-being, our sense of worth, that value that we have. It's not good for fueling ambition, which can be very unhealthy. It's not good for seeing our own talents and gifts. Part of the reason I didn't continue to use social media many years ago and unfollowed most people, most people, almost all friends, family, all of it, wasn't because I didn't want to see them and the joys of their life, but because we get into our own rut. I could get into my own rut, my own area of comparison. I could waste my time. I could waste hours on there if I let myself. Social media breeds contempt for ourselves and for others. 
Comparison is a total happiness killer. And when we live our lives scrolling, that's where we leave our lives. Now, there's nothing wrong with from time to time going and enjoying beautiful, happy photos of friends, family, and even those influencers that you love. But it can be fun and enjoyable and even inspiring in small doses. It shouldn't lead to a mind game of misery. And that's what's going on. As I read those comments, even when people became upset over last year's controversy over Hannah and Ballerina Farms because they found out that that her husband's family came from wealth, they founded a bunch of different airlines. At the end of the day, we can't control what other people post. We can only control how we measure up on our own, not how we compare ourselves to others. So here's where we need to, I think, start changing our shift. Instead of focusing on stories like this in this visceral reaction, how someone should or shouldn't share about postpartum life and having children, focus on things that make you a good, kind, loving, and joyful person. Change your life and feel better about yourself so that you can admire who you are. Okay, you can't recover like Hannah from Ballerina Farms and look as skinny as she does. But what you can do is instead of scrolling on your phone, you can read, you can work out, or you can talk on the phone and do some cleaning. You can schedule your prayer time and stick to it and set your alarms. You can plan your workout routine and enter into it pacing yourself. You can make time to connect with family, take time in person to be with friends. Maybe it's once a week, maybe it's twice a month. You can engage in real life and engage in it. Even when real life and its challenges are so challenging, those challenges are better than scrolling and following the lives of others, even our favorite influencers. Don't let yourself stay on that level of comparison and seeing how you constantly measure up. Let go of the scrolling. Sure, enjoy the social media accounts like Ballerina Farms and others that inspire you, but if it doesn't inspire you, if it's breeding this contempt, hatred, if you're saying cruel things, get rid of it. Ditch them. Even if there were some great things that did inspire you once, maybe you're not in the headspace to stay there. Like what you just heard? Share it with your family and friends. And thanks for listening.